0: today where is it come on i want i want your eyebrows up here i want your volume up here do it again hello that's Welcome. better
1: that's, better. that's, that's what we used to <laughs>
2: This is it. This is is Shooting the Shit. This is our new relaunched Shooting the Shit. So for those of you that don't know, we have been doing Shooting the Shit for nearly a year now, uh, talking about our feminism and our businesses and how we bring all of this together. um, And and we've decided rather than it being a kind of subsidiary of of Grow Traffic, we're going to actually do this shit. We're going to do Shooting the Shit properly and it's becoming its own entity it's
0: exciting isn't it it's exciting. exciting i'm excited you excited, I'm, I'm,
1: excited. Just... I'm beside myself <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Me, so excited. i'm so excited I, I barely know what to do like,
0: oh, like... <laughs> you put mm. your mascara
1: on we're ready <laughs> i've not moved yeah but i've put some <laughs> mascara on for the occasion happy days <laughs>
0: <laughs> the
2: from last week. Okay, right. Anyway, let's get on with it. So, first of all, Marisha, tell the people who you are.
1: That, that, there we are. <laughs> that was really well timed. Thanks. <laughs> Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Marisha. Uh, I do telecoms, I do networking, and I make marmalade. There we are.
2: Moms, she makes the feminist moms. All the
1: moms. All the Your moms
2: have been a big hit, Reeche over Christmas. Lots of people, <laughs> lots of comments of people saying how much they love the feminist moms. <laughs> is that and what yes. it is now? Rebranding. That's what it is. That's <laughs> what it is,
0: <laughs> <Mom>. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah, who are you? I'm Hannah, director of Grey Traffic and All Round gobshine. And and who's that with you? Hobbies.
1: There she Aubrey. is. Cute little shit.
2: Yeah, oh, baby, baby. with big fat cheeks. <laughs> I'm a yeah. bit of fat baby. Uh, yeah, and I'm Rachel. I'm a, also a director of Grow Traffic, uh, also a raging feminist. So um, so let's crack on. So today we are talking about incels and fem cells. Now, incels and fem cells are one of those things I think that they're words that people might have heard of in the, the kind of whispering about them, talking about them. But I, I'd like to think, not maybe. Many of us have, have encountered an incel or a fem cell in real life. I'd like to hope that we haven't anyway, because by all accounts they're not particularly nice people. So what we're going to talk about today is I'm going to tell you what an incel and what a femme cell is. We're then gonna talk about um how that they are kind of encroaching into real life. They're in IRL now. They're not just in CD corners of the of the internet. And then how are we gonna combat it? Why why are they? Why do they exist? And and how the bloody hell do we get
0: rid of them? Because they're they're not very nice, are they? Well, I think it's I feel like I'm about to say not all men, but you know, enough. But i mean i i frequent reddit um as you know and um on reddit i'm a member or i follow the incel boards because i like to get cross and on there the people that post on incel boards are fucking vile but that's not to say that all incels are vile because so an incel, for people who don't know, is a portmanteau of involuntary celibate. So it's people that want to have sex but can't have sex. And it's mainly men. And they are involuntarily celibate because all women are fucking horrible bitches and whores and slags. And they won't shag these poor men, even though they're all really nice and it's all our fault. That's yeah. what I'm is. But funnily
2: enough, so incels—I mean, we are kind of skipping ahead a bit here—but but but incels, it was it was started by a woman. I was listening to an interview with her actually, and she was she started that she she kind of called herself an incel, an involuntary celibate. But she wasn't even really moaning that you know obviously it wasn't an anti-feminist thing. She she was a woman, or she still is a woman, um, and she was just sort of having a bit of a moan about how basically she couldn't get laid and the whole incel movement was then hijacked by men on reddit boards mainly and on 4chan, no 4chan and 8chan yeah yet. Um, and it became this this whole thing so I'm gonna go, first of all, let's let's go. So as Hannah's already said, an incel is a portmanteau of involuntary celibate. This information is taken from Wikipedia, by the way. Um, They're members of an online subculture who define themselves as unable to find a romantic or sexual partner despite desiring one. So as Hannah says, it's not their fault. It's all the fault of women because we are horrible, horrible people and we don't want to sleep with them. So it's nothing to do with the fact that they haven't had a wash or left the spare room for the past six years. Um, discussions in Intel forums are often characterized by resentment, misogyny, misanthropy, self pity and self loathing, racism, a sense of entitlement to sex, and endorsement of violence against sexually active people. So, apparently, according to the uh, American nonprofit Southern Poverty Law uh, Center, they describe the subculture as part of the online male supremacist ecosystem. um, and included in their list of hate groups so incels are mostly male they are mostly heterosexual and they are predominantly white um so uh, have either of you ever encountered an incel yeah IRL you have like I mean not in real life but I mean on the internet
0: oh both
2: oh really you've met an incel IRL yeah have you not no, well, I don't know. I don't think so.
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I'm presuming if I have, they they didn't have the balls to tell me that that's what they were. Hello, Hello nice to meet you. No one will shag me, so I hate all women. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, people aren't going like, I, I to... I think it's an attitude thing. It comes across as an attitude and it seeps out. And I, do, and I think some people will be um, feeling a bit like that, but not know that there's a word for it or not know that there's a subculture and a group that they can join. Sorry, Aubrey, I was poking that in a cheek instead of a mouth. Um, <laughs> um, and I think it's one of those things, a bit like, um, well, no, I'll not say that. I think it's one of those things where when they all kind of club together, they, they kind of, it, it snowballs, it perpetuates. So, yeah, I've met people in real life that will class themselves as involuntarily celibate and would probably think, you know, there's it's women. It's you know, women that don't want to sleep with them, rather than you know, they have the teeth. Yeah, 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 they don't wash the hair, or they've like <laughs> personality, or they're aggressive. Have you Have you ever met one, Rich? That you know of?
1: I I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like I have. Or if I have, I'm like completely oblivious, uh, oblivious to it. And I think, like you know, like I've said before, like I I didn't genuinely know that there was a word for it until it came up in this conversation I I actually had to look on online and do you know you know you know I do very little to kind of (laughs) research what we're talking about but this one is I don't even know what the word means so that that would help I, I don't think I have um and but you know I think there's yeah definitely that kind of um attitude I agree with what Hannah said basically you know I think there's there's an an attitude that seems to come with this from what I have read and what I have looked at that is more a case of it's not my fault that that that, whether it be male or female it's a case of it's everyone in the world against me and they're unwilling to kind of accept responsibility that maybe that they're the problem as Mm. opposed to the the rest of the world yeah Um, so, yeah, I didn't know there was a word for it. And now I do. And I'll be now looking. You do.
2: I, mean, I, I mean, I must admit, there are, obviously, there are lads who I have met in the past um, who did fall under this category. But I, this was kind of in the pre-internet forum days, in a way, because that is how old we are. We <laughs> before internet forums. Um, really? But, yeah, I, I definitely think I have met lads who were very resentful of the fact. And as you say, it's about the key thing with incels is it's not their fault that they can't have sex it is the fault of womankind as a whole and that's where their blame is going isn't it so that's the kind of key thing with them um let's move on let's move on to what is a fem cell so a fem cell is something that i was less aware of so again according to wikipedia a fem cell is a woman claiming to be experiencing inceldom so involuntary celibacy or vol-seldom, which is voluntary celibacy, um, and so it's basically it's the female version of um, of an incel. Uh, it, although uh, incels were started by a woman and was taken over by men. Now, if a woman is a uh, an involuntary celibate, she has to be a cell. Uh, so this culture um, is um, so the, apparently there's a there's a kind of there's a, a an archetype. Fem cell, and it is rogue from the X-Men comics and the X-Men films. Um, and so her involuntary celibacy situation is caused by the fact that if she touches anybody, she uh, electrocutes them to death. So you know, she's, she's not allowed to touch anybody. Uh, but so she's not, she doesn't have relationships. She can't have sex with anybody because of this. And she is apparently the like archetype of fem Although obviously IRL, Fem cells don't just electrocute people. They they just can't have sex. And again, they have it. They they um they say that it's society to blame for these problems. It's nothing they've done. It's all the fault of society that they aren't having sexual relationships. So again, anyone ever met a fem cell? Do you think? I don't.
0: Anyway. Know. <laughs> I'm finding it hard to talk with a child on my nose. <laughs> I don't think I have possibly but not to my knowledge mm-hmm. it does seem to
2: be and I don't know whether this is a societal thing or there's something to do with the people that we associate with I certainly think I've met more men who would be angry by it than, than women who would be in that situation but that again that might be something to do with the people I hang around with and the conversations I have that I would come across them I don't know reach have you ever met anyone like that do you think
1: I don't think I have um, but I think it's that's an interesting kind of question because maybe you know is is the 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 again the kind of um yes the conversations and yes the people that we kind of hang around um but also is it is it more shameful almost yeah, as a, you know for someone to not so, you know, for you to have those ideas or those views is it more shameful as a woman um you know whereas men it's expected that you should be out shagging around all the time and that everyone you know do you know what i mean it's there's yeah. there's other layers to that i think you know so maybe there are lots of themselves you know and not necessarily violent they just are and exist and get on with it for want of a better term yeah don't talk that, about that's it. a really good point
2: actually there's a there's a comment in the chat box saying that um you know maybe it's that women are more likely to blame themselves and that that um, that layer of, um, you know, societal norms is really important here because you're right. Men are expected to go out and they're expected to sleep with as many women as they possibly can and be a lad and you know have a laugh and blah blah blah. Whereas women are not, and women will internalise that much more and be like, oh, you know. Whereas men perhaps feel that it's much more of a, an entitlement and therefore. something that they can rail against and they can get cross against because they should be entitled to sleep with women women will be much more like oh my god maybe it's because i don't have a thigh gap and maybe it's because i've got cellulite and maybe Mm. it's because my my clothes aren't right you know so Mm. the the narrative perhaps is is different for the different genders
0: i think as well as women we are more likely to experience um like that sort of attitude from a man you know, who who we wouldn't want to sleep with. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's possibly part of it as well, that, you know, we've experienced it for men because men have projected it to us, like, would you like to have sex? No, thank you. Oh, well, fuck you and all women then, maybe. Mm. Like, in a really kind of broad-spectrum way. Um, but, yeah, I do think there's a lot of kind of internalising the shame. Um, But I think the thing with incels and possibly this is true of many factions where there's male and female groups within incels it's vitriolic it's it's mm-hmm. violent and and it does spill out into violence against women um, mm. and and misogyny mm. Well, you've led us very neatly onto our next point, Hannah, which is... Well, a there. I know,
2: it is almost almost as if we, we had a strategy, which we didn't, because we never did. Well. Um, but <laughs> this is one of the things, is that, you know, up for the last kind of four or five years, whilst incels and, and cells and all the rest of that, that cohort have been kind of bubbling away on Reddit forums and 4chan and 8chan and stuff, they were always seen as very much... Um, you know, a a dirty little corner of the internet. This didn't matter, these were just angry boys, you know, sitting there on their laptops, having a little rant away, it didn't really matter because they didn't really have any impact on real life. But actually, they, they are starting to have a very severe impact on real life, so obviously, besides the fact that these people are real people who are interacting in the world and they will naturally be taking those views out of the bedroom with them, into the real world as they go out there, there are several um, acts of violence and terrorism that have happened in the few in the uh, recent years so According to an article I was reading in the New Yorker, uh, the incel ideology has already inspired the murders of at least 16 people. Elliot Rodger in 2014 in Isla Vista, California, killed six and injured 14 in an attempt to instigate a war on women uh, for depriving him of sex. Those were his words. Um, and he did then kill himself. Um, then there was Alec Minesian. Minasian, uh, killed 10 people and injured 16 in Toronto last year. Um, Prior to doing so, he wrote on Facebook, the incel rebellion has already begun. Um, And then there's also uh, Christopher Harper-Mercer who killed nine people in 2015 and left behind a manifesto that was Roger, the guy from Isla Vista, California, um, and lamented his own virginity. So these are, uh, um, you know, uh, disillusioned young white lads who have clung on to this ideology and are then going out and uh, yeah. arming themselves to the teeth. And and killing people. So it's it, you know, we always talk about these things as being a kind of abstract ideology, don't they? But there is always a point where these will tip over into real life and real people
0: end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. I think that's the danger as well. There are some um so red-handed podcast, which is um highly I highly recommend it, did a couple of sessions on some incel murders. So if you want more detail then uh, then they're really good podcasts yeah. to listen to. Um but yeah, I think that's the thing. I think as it's gathered hate and gathered acceptance, and they have their own language, you know, there's Becky's and Chad's and stuff. So and Beckys, Becky's and,
2: and yeah, yeah, there's an entire language to this, isn't there?
0: Yeah. And I think it's become more kind of cult like and more acceptan- accepted. Reddit continually shut down the boards, but they always come back. And one of the yeah. boards I follow is Incels Against Hate. And it's full of hate, and I think yeah. it's just—it's just okay to say these awful things. And it's—it's it's not just—it's um, not. It doesn't feel like they think they're saying anything radical. Like yeah. they will just say, like they'll yeah. share like a meme or something, and it'll be, um, oh norms when they say they're they're bored or they're lonely and you know they have no right to say that they have no right to say that they're bored or lonely or horny or whatever because they are you know they're not us they're they're accepted by society and it's society's fault and it is just like just just part of the psyche just the language just accepted that this is how we feel and this is the fault of it and it's nothing and I'm not saying like it is these people's fault and it's terrible if anyone is that, you know, lonely and feels that sad and rejected and everything. But it's also not women's fault. It's not like, yeah, you know, for being so stupid uh, and so like senseless and so blinded by abs or whatever. Um it is sad. It is sad. And I mean, this is the thing, is this, uh, we, were, we were just
2: talking before we, we went live and about, because you don't spend a lot of time on social media, you, you do have accounts, but you limit it, don't you? And you were saying it's because of that narrative, the the fact that, and there is something about social media, we've talked about before, and we will absolutely return to it, where I think perhaps because people have that sense of anonymity, they feel it's all right to to say whatever they say. But the danger then is that the things that you say on social media become normalized. It becomes okay to say those things. You have people supporting you and that then becomes a real life ideology that you take out into the world. Mm. And you know, how you, you, you reach, you know, have every right to say, I don't want to go on social media because I don't want to read that. Mm. That's fine. But that doesn't make them go away, does it? They're still there.
1: Well, that's it. I think it's, um, you know, that's, like you say, the, the social media conversation is one we'll have each time, I guess, really, you know, people are finding each other and it's almost like, yeah, then they support each other. And I think sometimes as well, it, it's almost like people, when you, when I mean, it's a generalisation as usual, but, you know, most people, when, when they comment on things, it's, you know, it's not because they want to kind of, um, create rage and hate and all of this kind of stuff. Um, you know, when you write stuff down, it can be taken out of context, you know, for lots of different reasons. But then I think when people will comment and then someone else will get involved and jump in and then that riles up the next person, that riles up the next person, and all of a sudden there's this like <laughs> like mass of hatred going on that's like, come off the back of one innocent or seemingly innocent comment, um, you know, that can destroy all sorts of things, worlds, lives, you know, all sorts of stuff that comes with that. And that's, it feels a little bit like this. No, they they don't disappear. They don't go away. Um, But, you know, when there's lots of people shouting into the void is what it's almost like. And then how do you combat that? I don't even know.
2: Yeah, I mean obviously we you know we, we don't have any answers, do we? But I I was I was I posted a thing on our uh, bake up past and present page a couple of weekends ago about um a safe distance to pass horses if you are you know passing horses in your car and it was like try and have two metres apart and then somebody somebody said like Oh I don't think horses should be on allowed on the roads anyway and then it just descended this thread just descended into just abuse and insults and that and, and it is and, and then it becomes Normal because you've got you're saying it, people are supporting you saying it, and all of this hatred and abuse just becomes kind of background noise to our everyday lives. And so, yeah, I mean, again, that is a conversation for another day.
1: The ironic
2: thing about all of this, though, is that these incels, particularly, they are railing against feminism, uh, you know, women, because it's all women's fault and it's all the fault, especially of feminist women. And yet the ironic thing is that what feminists want is they want an end to that stupid, toxic masculinity and that stupid narrative that says that men have to have abs and women have to be sexy and have massive boobs and wear short skirts. You know, it's as damaging to women as it is to men. And yet those are the ones that they're directing the hatred towards, isn't it, when actually they
0: should be hating the patriarchy and helping us dismantle it. (laughs) I think it's the entitlement, though, to sex. I think that's a big issue that that um incels in particular feel um entitled that some that they should be able to have sex because they are alive and that people should have to have sex with them for that reason and if you don't want to it's your fault i think that and that is a that is a societal issue as well that that all you see on the media is people having sex and people being attractive and people being attracted and people attracting others and stuff. And I think like it just becomes such a pressure and overwhelming pressure throughout the year, you know, Easter with your family and Valentine's Day and Christmas with your loved ones and stuff. There's so much pressure to to, pond, to bond pair mm. that, that, you know, I'm not surprised people feel this entitlement. It's yeah. it, it, is a, it is a patriarchal pressure.
2: Mm-hmm. It is, it is. So there's there's that argument then that we have, uh, in a way, social media to blame and, and the kind of yeah. perfect life. I mean, this is the ironic thing as well, isn't it? The reality is that most of us aren't having sex four times a day and aren't living these perfect lives but we show this image of of you know perfect family life and perfect relationships on uh instagram and facebook and on our, our social media profiles so yeah social media has some parts play in this do we also think there is also an element is there not that whenever a movement comes and a movement um you know, gathers momentum and more and more people support it. There is necessary a ba- necessarily a backlash against that. So think, for example, you know, Obama becomes the first black president and the backlash against that is Trump. You know, I know feminism as a movement has been around for a long time, but there is a new wave of it uh, coming at the moment. And perhaps in cells, do we think maybe it's just a, one of those natural uh, responses to that and it will eventually die down? Rish, what do you think?
1: Oh, that's such a big question, is it? It's going to die down. Like, there is there is always, there's always something, isn't there? You know, let's face it, it's, there's always something going on in some way, shape or form, you know, yeah. um, to kind of get before, uh, to rally for or, you know, kind of <laughs> not agree with it at all. But I think, um, I don't know, I think a lot of this conversation, I guess, <laughs> You know, and and people rallying against feminism is because they don't truly understand what feminism. I can't even say it. I can't get my words out. They don't understand what it <laughs> yeah. is, right? And and I think it's it's that. You know, there's it's one of those things that kind of is just there's a there is a sweeping generalization for the fact that we're all burning bras and it's all about women this, women that, and um, et cetera, et etc. Cetera, when actually it's it's not. You know, there's a there is a miss you know huge misunderstanding that I think comes along with it um and I was talking to someone um just about you know ideas and thoughts and people's you know um kind of acceptance of of, of just stuff in general these days and I think you know there's a lots of people want to be educated and actually take part in the conversation and understand uh, to explore, and but to do that, you have to ask questions, and you know there's a lot of people that now almost won't even stand for the questions to be asked because you yeah. need to educate yourself. How do you educate yourself if you don't ask the question? You know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes into it. So I think, you know, I, I always say that it's about conversation and education, but you it's people have got to be open to having those conversations in the first place. And I think you know the it, people that are wanting or or behind that kind of incel kind of idea is that they, they don't care about there is no conversation there is no learning you know that this is the way that it is um, so it's
2: a very good point that actually, and and this this is kind of behoves all of us. And that that attitude, I remember somebody I was at a networking meeting a few years ago, and somebody came up to me and they said, "Are you a feminist?" And they kind of really, um, like almost embarrassed, asking me if I was a feminist. And I was like, "Yes." Now sit down, let me tell you about my feminism. <laughs> you will. <And>, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, no
2: you I about want the i <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, in a is,
0: garage. <laughs>
2: (laughs) 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 there is this attitude isn't there of you know you can't you're absolutely right people are scared to ask the questions because they don't want to offend somebody that whole thing of you know asking people about their race asking people about their religion i you know i was listening to a thing the other day where they were like i'm fed up it was a, a black british black woman and she was like. Up of people asking me about my hair and touching my hair, like it's my hair. And somebody else said, To well, how are people gonna learn if you don't let them ask you about your hair? And she'd be like, Oh, yeah, well, all right, yeah, well, they should, they should, like Maurice just said, they should do their own research, they should learn it. Well, no, actually, the way we learn as human beings is by having those conversations, there should be nothing off limits, should there?
0: Yeah, you can't learn from someone else's experience if you don't talk about your experiences and um we're a member of a group for our sector rachel and i and there was an enormous hoo-ha the other day because someone people were posting what what is racist but was born of ignorance and and misinformation and the the uh, admin of the group came out and said this you are not entitled to education here this is not where you get your this education this is and like went on the, and did a really interesting in, like bit kind of live about why this is wrong why you're misinformed and explained it like really clearly and then said but you know fuck off you're all banned and, and you're not entitled to education here. Blah, blah blah and it was really sad that um that that would that kind of learning opportunity going forward has gone? And someone's just said that the boys are listening. I'm very sorry for the language. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I forget we're just like, having that over, we? <laughs> Well, <laughs>
2: the thing is it's a, it's a really good point that But uh, you, I mean you're absolutely right you have to have those conversations and those learning points but but um, just coming back to this point about the boys are listening and asked what's a feminist I mean it, it, Rish, you said before about people don't understand what feminism is and and Dali even said to me and Dali would count himself as a feminist and he said to me um, a few months ago like well the problem with feminism is that it, it doesn't feel like it's about men or it feels like it's mostly about women I'm like no that the whole point of it is that it's to combat that toxic masculinity and to and to ensure men are able to cry and men are able to express opinions just as much as women have equality and it, it's it is that absolute thing and that's the irony of incels isn't it bringing it back to what we're talking about yeah. is that actually they are railing against the very people who are supposedly helping them uh, you know we want them to be not have to have a six-pack and to be able to have a shack just as much as anybody else does um okay so if uh, you know we've we've talked about we are running out of time so we we have talked about um you know whether or not we've met them and and obviously the, the 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 thrust of this podcast of this of this session is you know what what do you do if you meet an incel either in the workplace or in real life just in your everyday thing and and The answer is you you talk to them, isn't it? Don't part of the problem is that we do confine these people to a tiny corner of the internet and and say that's you know you're you're a perverted little bugger, you stay in your corner of the internet and don't talk to us. And actually we need to bring this out into the light and we need to have those conversations and we need to be able to talk to people about it.
0: And that's the only way we're gonna combat it. I think though, I do think like hands up, if you've ever Thought if you ever thought you were friends with a boy and it turned out that he wanted more from you and when you didn't want to yeah and when you didn't want to they they stopped being your friend or they weren't yeah. very nice to you like someone said about being at uni and that happened like like that's happened to me rachel i know it's happened to you Yeah, and it's difficult isn't it to put yourself in a vulnerable position as a woman where you say to someone, look, I don't, you know, it's not going to happen because often if someone is that way inclined, there are consequences and the consequences aren't very nice. So you just kind of either you feel vulnerable when you're around them. And I know when I've been in that situation, I didn't like being on my own with this person who is supposedly my friend in case they got, you know, grabby or having a drink with them because they did always get grabby. And like, it's very difficult, isn't it? To say to someone like I'm not gonna not gonna, you know, be your friend anymore or or this is never gonna happen, let's just be friends. Because there's if they've got that attitude, there's a there's consequences and that's frightening yeah that's yeah
2: but sort of people on the chat are saying that this has happened to them but it did happen to me and it was somebody who i genuinely thought was my friend and then he did get nasty when i was like this is not gonna happen and in the end i ended up locking myself in the bathroom and i had to call somebody my ex-boyfriend to come round and get rid of him because then i felt so uncomfortable and I yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is. It's it, it's very easy to say, oh, you know, talk to them. But actually, as as women, we are vulnerable and we are a bit scared of being in that situation. And especially if they're, you know, to the point where they're they're violent and going to get aggressive about it. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? We're we're, we're running out of time. So there's
1: um, no way we can do this for half an hour, right? You know. I know. That. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much
2: after every session, I was like, we've got so much more to talk talk about we'll have to come back we'll have to come back. somebody has said you know it is about educating boys and girls I, I, I think that that is the key thing that we uh, can leave you with is have conversations with children you're, you know if you're our children now Leon my son is 11 and he is on the internet that's where they live their lives and eventually they are going to come across this sooner rather than later and we have got to have honest conversations with them about what is allowed and what is normal and what is an appropriate thing to say and what to do if they encounter this and it is only by having those conversations and shining that that daylight on it that we're going to stand even a small chance of eradicating this if we all just pretend it ain't happening it's not going
0: away is it i think as well we need to normalize people that don't want to pair bond you know they don't want uh a marriage, or they don't want like a long term partner. Oh,
2: it's a sexual one as well. We still haven't even normalised non heterosexual relationships, have we?
0: Yeah, I think. Like, I think. Yeah, we just we need to make it so that um, people don't feel pressured into just settling for anybody, um, and you know, because because society says that they have to, and therefore, when they can't, when they can't get someone. To to shag them or to love them, then you know that's like the worst thing in the world. And and there needs to be, you know, that needs to be okay. And there mm. needs to be more support for people that are lonely. And mm. and you know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Reach final words. Anything intelligent to say?
1: <laughs> I don't know about intelligent, but I think um, it's a it's it is a, a massive um, topic, really, that goes into you know so much. And I think. I think there's there's definitely um, a, a, it's about awareness, you know. I think that's the main thing, um, and being able to have a conversation about it, um, you know, if if necessary with kids, whatever, you know, it's it's an awareness thing, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think the media. I, I was talking to someone not long ago, and I think there's just there's so much wrong to be honest at the moment with you know having to look a certain way dress a certain way and I know it's always there you know from being kids and you've got to have the right trainers and the right hairdo and all of that kind of stuff but at the minute it seems to be so intense you know that kind of you know there's what 13 year old girls that look 25 Mm -hmm. and you know all of that kind of stuff and there's this, the same pressures for boys as well. Do you know what I mean? I think it goes yeah, the other yeah. way as well. Um, So, yeah, there's, there's a well, whole lot to
2: Luckily, Mish, that is what we are talking about next week. We are going to come back to <laughs> it's talking like about like we Yeah, exactly. Again, like, Isn't it? Um, is, it, is it not a week after next? Yeah, not next oh, on it oh, sorry yeah not not next week week monday after but yeah we're talking about um, the, the kind of beauty culture the beauty ideal and, and what have instagram filters done for our perception of beauty because there was a big thing about that recently um thank you so much for everybody who's commented we, we've uh, we've had in the comment box about sex frequency of sex yeah no i'm not doing it four times a day i've been doing it four <laughs> times a year i'll be honest um and, and, and porn. so those are definitely subjects we will come back to i um, yeah. just want to leave you with some final uh, bits of Reading so, um, Laura Bates, who did the Everyday Sexism Project, she did an amazing book recently. Um, about that, it's called Women, uh, sorry, Men Who Hate Women, um, and it's about incels. And she spent about a year kind of lurking in there. It's a really good book, it's available in audio book if you don't want to wade through it. That's really good. There is also a book that is called, um, The Black Pill Theory Why Incels Are Right and You Are Wrong. Apparently, it's a really balanced view, written by a man, uh, a balanced view on kind of not. Just dismissing this group of people um, is called Dr. Castle. Uh, so yeah, again, you can find that on um, on Amazon and stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it's about getting that male perspective. We can't just exclude them. Um, we we've got to include them in these conversations and have conversations. That's it. Thank you so much to everybody who has watched, everybody who has commented. Um, obviously, please keep watching and commenting. Share it with your friends. If there's a subject you would like us to talk about, let
0: us know. Uh, Hannah, final word like we've set up a new page with new branding and everything so like our new page subscribe (laughs) below like Like, our new page let's have discussions invite your maids
2: yeah and it's coming audio as well it'll be a podcast thank you very much everybody we'll see you in two weeks time goodbye